Good morning. What a pleasure to have been asked to be with you this morning to spend my time worshiping with the community of our Savior. My prayers have been with all of you for a long while now, and I hope that after today I shall also remain in yours. My name is Brother Carrick, and I'm a member of the Brotherhood of St. Gregory. We're a religious community in the Episcopal Church. You might have heard of it recently. I'm pleased to have an opportunity today to tell you a little bit about my life in our beloved community. I have to admit I was extraordinarily happy to be asked to preach today, especially when I read the gospel lesson this morning, the story of Zacchaeus. It's one of my favorite gospel stories, particularly because I believe it is the story of a vocation. The vocation of a man who was called away from a life of isolation and separation into a life of service to others. So I wanted to take some time this morning to unfold this story in a way that might let you have a little insight into my own vocation as a brother in the Gregorian way and perhaps prepare the way in your own hearts and minds for whatever vocation might be planted in your own spirit waiting to be answered. Zacchaeus, chief among the tax collectors, has climbed into a tree to catch a glimpse of Jesus walking by. I don't know why, I just find that such a compelling image. Chief among the tax collectors, or as they are referred to in other places in the scriptures, publicans. The publicans in Roman times were not the most pleasant of characters. They were often, more often than not, crooked and deceitful men. They were fabulously rich which is why they were usually hired by the Romans to collect their taxes. They had the money to invest in the imperial system and they were able to capitalize on their wealth, almost always off the backs of whom, those whom they were responsible for collecting taxes for. They were despised and shunned by their communities, not just for collaborating with the Roman occupiers, nor for merely collecting taxes, which the Jews at the time, much like modern Americans in our current climate, found abhorrent, but because the choices they made for their own security and power and comfort caused them not only to abandon, but even to abuse the neediest among their own people. I imagine Zacchaeus climbing that tree, trying to catch a glimpse of Jesus walking by, avoiding the hustle and bustle of crowds to get a better view. The scriptures say that Zacchaeus was small of stature. Many modern translations substitute the word short for small, but I think much to the detriment of the deeper meaning of the story. For the fact of Zacchaeus' spiritual crisis is hardly revealed by the word short. The story might be better read this way. Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus, but he could not. For the crowd held him in little esteem and he could not hold his head up for shame. And so climbing a tree, he sought a place apart so that he might see the Lord. Zacchaeus is in crisis. He lacks for community. He's an outcast, captive by the choices that he made along the way of accumulating his wealth and his status. Zacchaeus has constructed for himself a lofty tower of security and power at the expense of his own community. And now he finds it deeply dissatisfying because he is alone and separated from the fellowship of his own people. And when Jesus says, 
come down, I don't suppose he's merely talking about the tree. I believe it's every bit as much about the place of privilege and power and wealth that Zacchaeus has constructed for himself, a place of isolation and haughtiness and lack of concern for his fellows who suffer under the rule of an oppressive, oppressive regime. But I believe that Zacchaeus has already repented of this fact, too, and wants to amend his life, but he cannot find a hearing among the crowd. Notice that it doesn't take much but an invitation for him to come down and to offer already to give away half of his wealth to the poor and to repay fourfold anything he may have defrauded. A call from Jesus has a way of inspiring, yes, but Jesus didn't ask anything of Zacchaeus other than to stay in his home. Zacchaeus, rather, is given a hearing by Jesus' invitation and offers to make amends for his past so that he might be part of the community again. I wonder if in today's day and age any of us can possibly identify with Zacchaeus. It's not too much of a stretch to suggest that many of us in our own way can be like him. We live in a society of tremendous wealth and privilege. We spend most of our time being consumed with finding success and achieving status for ourselves. And the longer we're at it, and surprisingly the more successful we are at it, the more insulated we can feel sometimes the more distant we become from the realities of those who have nothing or who have very little. And we slowly become less and less concerned with others and more concerned with holding on to what we've worked so hard for. But we yearn for community. And havens like our Savior can be the very places that we come and find it. And then along comes Jesus who says, hurry up and come down from there, for I need to stay at your house today. The story of Zacchaeus is the story of a vocation, a subject very near and dear to my own heart. Not a call to those who are holy or special or who have some spiritual gift, but a call to those of us who are ordinary, dissatisfied, or even sinful. Once upon a time that seems like a million years ago, I had another life. I was beginning my first career, a relatively successful one, I was recovering from a very painful and very manic youth, spent mainly on the street with the wrong people doing the wrong things. I was an avowed punk, anti-authoritarian, a tendency towards self-hatred and violence. But it was the 80s, the pressure for success and status was relentless. And I bought into that way of life very much channeling all of my sense of entitlement and resentment. I worked hard, I played even harder, and I filled my life with lots and lots of things, and crowds, and self-indulgence. I made a lot of money, and I treated people very badly, and my life was absolutely miserable. Like our Zacchaeus, I felt very small in stature. I walked with my head down, I felt dreadfully alone, and I earnestly wanted to repent of my own selfishness and find a way to amend my life. When I came back to the church in my mid-twenties, I rediscovered a love for God that, while present for a good part of my life, my discomfort with my own choices in life and my own selfishness kept me from indulging too deeply. The call of Jesus as embodied in the community of the church, however, inspired me 
And much like Zacchaeus, I wanted to give more of myself to God and others in service than was, strictly speaking, required. And so I pondered the baptismal covenant, the hallmarks of what it meant to be a good follower of Jesus. Prayer, worship, service, love, compassion, and justice. I knew in my heart that I wanted to do these things, but I had had 26 years of experience up till then to prove that left to my own devices, I probably wouldn't. And I yearned to express this longing among the friends that I had gathered around myself in those days, but those who knew me knew me all too well, and I could not get a hearing among them. Like many people who explore the idea of a vocation in our church, I thought perhaps I wanted to look at holy orders to become a priest. But thankfully, I had a very knowledgeable rector at my parish who knew about religious life and particularly about a little-known community called the Brotherhood of St. Gregory. I entered community at the age of 27, the first generation X member of my community. And my history, and perhaps the pink mohawk and the nose ring, caused the brothers to nickname me the punk monk. That name is stuck with me even today at the age of 45, though the punk has mostly, even if not entirely, left the building. The call to Zacchaeus, come down from there, I want to stay at your house, is embodied in the Brotherhood of St. Gregory. Because Jesus doesn't say to us, come and stay at my house, Jesus wants to stay at mine and at yours. The brothers, in response to this call, live their religious vocations fully in the world. Having longed for community, we opt not for an isolated one, but one that expands into our very families, our neighborhoods, our communities, modeling a religious vocation in the world rather than apart from it. We live a rule of life. We take vows to serve, love, and obey Christ in the way that we believe all Christians are called by our baptismal covenant to live, by serving others. Like Zacchaeus, the invitation of Jesus has inspired us in religious life to give away not just half, but merely all of our lives in service to the gospel, and to repay fourfold and even more in gratitude by the turning of our lives in service to others on Christ's behalf, and what remarkable blessings we've received in turn. The question this morning is really this. Once we have caught a glimpse of Jesus and heard the words of invitation, how far down will any of us have to climb to answer it? And like Zacchaeus, in gratitude, what will we be willing to sacrifice to claim our place in the beloved community of God's people? The baptismal covenant is our common rule of life as Christians. And I urge any of you to look it up when you have a chance again, page 304 of the Book of Common Prayer. For those of you who wonder what vows might be like, or who have taken vows of some kind, whether in marriage or ordination, see what would happen if you would apply the same weight to the vows in the baptismal covenant as you do those other vows in your life, and see how your life might change. God be with you. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community 
for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.